What's up, bro? What's up? Scripture Bros. Episode three. Just trucking along, bro. Yeah. This one's a little off timing because of the holidays. But you know, I don't care, bro. I would have done it on Thanksgiving if I could. Right, right, I know. I love this so much. And not only am I I'm being refined by this. I mean, just to go searching for all these answers. You can't help but find something good. Right. I completely like, agree with you. you know, it's so funny. No one searches the Bible and comes up like mad. Empty handed. Oh, yeah. Um, there was nothing in there for yeah. me today. It's just like, <laughs> it's just like a treasure of wonderfulness. And so as we're digging in week after week, it's, uh, it's been so rewarding, man. You know, like, I completely agree with you. It's, it's just been, I'm excited. Right. And it does not feel like work. It, it is a lot of work. It is a lot of work. I won't lie. It is a lot of work. And we'll touch on that in a few minutes. Yeah. But it's not um, it's not work for the sake of earning. It's work for like, it's for the kingdom. Right. It's almost like I think well, what James talks about is faith produces works. Right. And this is one of yeah, those Yeah. And things. it's funny because um, I'll be completely transparent and honest. I have a hard time like digging into the before this, I should say. Yeah. I had a hard time like digging in and being like, like I could read scripture and be like, okay, I kind of understand what's going on here. But this is a different level where you have to like, Okay. And, and I would, you know, I would use exegetical guides and stuff like that to understand like what it meant in the Greek and stuff like that. I mean, we've talked about that before and, uh, but this is, this is different, but better like this. I I think I texted you after we recorded last week. Like, I can't wait to do the next one. Like I want to do the next one. What are are we going to do? What are we going to talk about? Like, (laughs) It's been, uh, it was interesting how that, how this topic came about too. Yeah. It's crazy. I don't even remember how it came. Were we just throwing out topics and well, I, agreed on this I got in what? the truck and I was like, Hmm, what should we talk about next episode? I'm kind of on the way home and I'm just like, Hmm, maybe we should cover that. And then you text me the next day with a list of topics and it just happened to be it like the third one okay. on the list. Yeah. And I was like, well, <laughs> yeah, that pretty much confirms that. And that's cool. And that's good for everyone to know. Like none of these things are really pointed. Mm-mm. they're just kind of like we're praying hey, we're praying about it yeah. trying to figure out what the and lord like, wants us to talk about what's something that maybe needs clarification or right what's something that we can dig in and see if it is exactly what we think or, not at all what we think right and what the ramifications are right. from from both you know so um and what's interesting is the topic tonight yeah it was so like out of left field yeah but I learned so much Me too. <laughs> in a very short amount of time yeah. too. Do you love the Bible, man? Uh, uh, yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I only, I only think that people may not enjoy reading it because they don't read it. That kind of makes sense. I, I can mean, see that. Not okay. Let me rephrase that. Okay. Because I know a lot of people read it. A lot of people read it. Um, I, I think sp- I spoke last Sunday at a short little devotion and the thing that was impressed on me to share is the Bible's a mirror, right? Right. And when you look into it. I think you it, even said that on the last episode. Maybe. I think you mentioned that as well. It reflects back. And then, um, but most people read it like a magazine. Right. They're like, oh, I like that. Or like, a, me, or like a history book. Yeah. yeah. yeah oh, yeah. yeah or, oh, I like, let me cut that out and put that on my fridge. Let me, ooh, that one's good. Right? Let me put that on my IG. Whatever. Um <laughs> But if you read it like a magazine, you'll only get a tenth of, you'll only get things that you want. Right. You won't get things you need. Right. 
Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of a, I don't know. I think that's a pretty good way to look at it. The Bible's so full of treasure. It's and wisdom. This great divine God talking to us. And I don't know about you, but I want to hear him. I yeah. Hear amen. Him. Yeah. I want to hear whatever he has to say. Yeah. If he tells me purple is the best color in the world, I'm going to buy everything purple. Right. He's right. Right. <laughs> He's right about everything. So if we look What's at the Bible it? as right about everything, right. I think we'll be okay. Well, it's kind of like um, you look at some fancy piece of engineering and you're like, man, how does that work? Well, go talk to the engineer who built it yeah. and ask him, how did it work? Yeah. When you look at the entire world and you go, how does that work? Well, go talk to the engineer who built it. Yeah. He wrote a book about it. Right. It's called the Bible. Right. <laughs> and you probably feel the same way at, as you just mentioned. Uh, you're kind of getting into the deep study. Right. Um, and I think that you may have already probably found this to be true, but I'm going to tell you this is true. Um, there's no bottom. <laughs> right. There's no, no bottom. I totally understand there's that. There's absolutely no bottom to this, to this wealth of, of goodness and wisdom and knowledge and virtue and all, all kinds of stuff. You keep digging, then there's more to be found. Right. It's amazing. And it's when you think you've hit the bottom, there's like, oh, look. Look at this little hole yes. over here, this little yeah. tiny pinhole over yeah. here. Let me open it up and see what's inside of it. And you're like, there's a whole nother world right. in here. It's like, like <laughs> opening to another universe. Right. It's insane. But at the simplest level, all about the same thing. Exactly. <laughs> all about the exact same thing. I think, uh, I think I posted something the other day. Um, I forget who said it. It was probably one of the reformed guys I like for <laughs> shocker know, for like, you know, just, just good scripture study guys. Not that I agree with everything they say, but might have been Spurgeon, and he was like, uh, the gospel is so simple, a child can understand it. It's so complex that men can study it forever. That's it. Right, 100%. I, I can't say it any better than that. It's right. I'm finding that after two years of continuous study, I honestly can't think of a day in the last two years, well, June 2021, November, 20, so two years and five months, almost two and a half years. I honestly... Lord, if I'm wrong, it's not on purpose. I don't think there's been a day where I haven't studied the word of God in the past two and a half years. Not one day. And no one makes me, right? Right. It's because every day I'm like, what else is there? I'm right. just, it's like a, <laughs> and I want everyone to be like that, man. Right. Because that makes your life so Well, imagine what the world would be like if yeah. everybody read the Bible and was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Look, oh, yeah. what could I do for other people because of what's been done for me? Yeah. It's uh. I was like earlier sitting on the couch doing my last couple preparation things for this. And I'm thinking of this concept of the Bible and how, how vast it is. And I'm thinking, okay, so let's say we live in a house, right? And Jesus lives in room A. How close to his door are you going to get? How That's far a great away question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If he is in room A, where do you want to be? As I want to be in room A. <laughs> right, right. You know what I mean? As close as I possibly can. If you find me in room C, come get me. Right. Because something's not <laughs> right. 100% right. Right. Everyone should want to be as close. And this is the closest thing we have. It really is. I right. mean, I know no, that I, we hear from the Lord and, yeah, yeah. and there's, there's prophecy and things like that. I'm not negating that. But if you want the most accurate... Uh, it's the Bible. Right. That's well, why we do this. And that, yeah. And that's, like you said, that's why we do this. And that's why I consider the Bible to be God's autobiography. Yeah. 
because everybody talks about, oh, you have to have a relationship with Jesus. Well, you don't, you know, we didn't build a relationship just by walking past each other and saying hi. Yeah. We got to know each other. We got yeah. intimate, I mean, you know, conversations with each other and got to know each other's personalities and stuff like that. Yeah. The only way you get to know the Lord's personality and his character is through his word. That's correct. So that's correct. That's and even yeah. Paul, like in Romans one, he says, um, you can clearly see God in nature. All, all you have to do is basically look at the stars and the sunset and the trees and everyone is without excuse. Paul says he is, there was a time when no one had the Bible. There, so we have to, we have to be cognizant of the fact that we are very lucky that we have this, but not everybody did. So before that, it was faith in this thing right. that would talk to you audibly and would give you little clues along the way. And Abraham and everyone was justified by faith and they didn't have a single thing to read. <laughs> you know? Right, right. So it's, it, it is this and we love this. Um, but you can also be just a reader of the word and do nothing with it. So I know that for me personally and you as well, we don't want to be just be scholars of the word. We want to be doers. Right. You know, as James Amen. Tells us. Yeah. So anyway, I say all that to say, uh, do you care if I touch on a few things before we get started tonight? No, you wanted to recap yes. the last episode, correct? Yes. Yeah. So let's go ahead and knock that out. Last time we spoke and I'll just take a few minutes because there were a few things that I think maybe need to be clarified. And as we said before, this is something we'll con continue to do. We had a brother of ours who called and said, Hey man, love your podcast. Love everything you're doing. Um, but dot, 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 right. A couple very, very loving, right. Critiques. In a very loving, very ma loving manner, critiques. nothing, yes. nothing negative, nothing Absolutely harsh. Not. Just like, Hey, why do you do this? Or, right. Yeah. What did you mean by this? So the one thing that I wanted to bring on air and side note, yeah. most of the critiques I've had have been questions and, or like, um, very positive. Good. I've not had anything negative Good. from anybody that's Amen. listened. That's great. Right. It will happen. I'm sure <laughs> it will they'll, happen. they'll get there. Yeah, it will happen. So that's okay. We're just out here trying to do our thing for the Lord. And um, so the one thing I wanted to, to bring to anyone who might hear us is he, the one of our brother brought up a very valid point. And he said, Hey man, you guys are studying too much or, or kind of in a way of why are you guys studying so much for just like kind of a, podcast or a chill right. talking session. And, and I said, Hey, did you see our first episode? And he said, no. And I said, okay. So for anyone who doesn't know, I think maybe every show will just make a disclaimer. What we're doing on this podcast is not chit chat. Not we're at not, all. No, we are not sitting sitting around. What do you think? And, and you know, how's your family? And like, <laughs> what are you into? Like, we're not doing that. Right. We're taking a topic. And for about a week, we are ripping the pages of the Bible apart to get to the truth. Irregardless, if Kenneth Copeland says something true, bro, and I can back it up with scripture, thank you, Kenneth Copeland, for that word of no, you know? I'm, okay. I completely agree I'm with you. I'm just saying it's, that's not the extreme I can. No, no yeah, I, right. right. It, same, it is an extreme. And on the same wave, if a Catholic priest says something that is true in the Bible, you know, we want to be able to say, yes, that's true. Or no, that's not. Well, what and goal, and here is why. Yes, exactly. What what our goal is every time that we get together 
is to discuss a topic, tell everyone what we found to be true in scripture, and then uh, what could possibly move in our theology based on that. Right. So we're not just ever going to be like, uh, hey, man, guess what I hear? Let's talk about it. No, it's, no. it's always a very studied. And the reason we did 20 hours last week combined is because we felt like that's what was needed. Yeah, it was a deep topic. Yeah, right? for us to really stand on it and say, uh, this, I believe this to be 100% true. You can't just do a five-minute study on that. Right. You got to like... Dig in. Yeah. If we're going to be telling people, hey, this is what the word says... You know, five minutes won't cut it. So right. for anyone who who may think that what Brandon and I are doing is just kind of hanging out, yes, in a way, there is coffee involved <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and some soda and, and laughter and all that stuff. But the main theme and the main thing is rightly dividing scripture no matter how long it takes. Right. Fair? Yeah, agreed. Okay. So... We'll find some way to condense that for for every episode. Hey, we're the scripture bros and we just talk. I, I don't know what we're going to do, but <laughs> I think it's important. And I think he brought up a very good, solid point. Agreed. If someone jumps in and listens from episode four, they need to know what we're about. Not that we're right. just hanging out. Yeah. Talking. So um, the other thing about the topic that we discussed, which was temptation that I believe I left out. Um not on purpose, but I knew we were running long and I didn't know, like, should we cut for a second episode or I try just, to get it all yeah, in? I yeah, just, no, I completely agree. With I you. Just you know, skipped it. We're kind of new. Yeah, I just skipped it. But <laughs> three, three episodes in. We're kind of new with yeah. this. <laughs> um, but it's important. And I want to just address real quick. The, the points that I made were the three kind of anti anti-Christian allegiance that's out there. The, the world, the flesh, the devil. Right. And the thing that I left out was we as Christians can very easily cause someone else to react in their flesh if we react in our flesh. So 100% agree with you. Yes. And and that was so valuable because I'm thinking of some things that I went through as a child, right? And some things maybe you went through as a child and someone acted in their flesh Against me, I didn't necessarily uh, deserve that, but it created something in me that now my flesh has to contend with. Right. So if we want to love each other, the Bible says no greater love does a man have than when he lays himself down for his brother. Now, obviously that's a reference to Jesus, right? But I think that he's our example. And if I love you so much, bro, I'm not going to tempt you in your flesh. Right. That's why we have to share burdens. It's, it's funny because yeah. it also um, kind of reminded me. I One of the things that I left out is that as a Christian going through temptations and whatnot, um, we should seek other Christians or be a, the other Christian yeah. to help brothers through those temptations yes and i skipped over that it was in my notes and i skipped over that but that's a that's a two two uh what a two-edged sword is that what they call that you know yeah because our two-sided blade or whatever caught up you can if if a you can get caught up first of all or um your brother could come to you and say, Hey, I'm dealing with this. And then you could just all of a sudden you could fall with them or you could lift them up. 
Yes. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. Because you can, you can gossip on, on the spot instantly. You can gossip and now you're both sinning. And that's your flesh. And that's your flesh. Affecting their flesh. Affecting their flesh, yeah. their flesh affecting your flesh. Right. Yeah. 100%. And that's, right. it's, it's interesting that we both kind of left that out, but yeah. wanted to touch on it. Cause that was the thing I wanted I mean, to touch on is so that we should true, either right? be lifting each other up, yeah. not falling with each other. Right. If, if our main objective is to love God and love others, so Jesus will be glorified, right? In the in very most simplest nutshell that you can put it in. Well, Jesus put it that way. So I guess it's, I guess it's <laughs> yeah. sufficient. Yeah. Um, but really for us to love others, man, you got to, you got to put yourself last. 100, that's the hardest 100%, thing I've ever done right. in my entire life. Right. I've quit smoking weed. I've quit vaping, cigarettes, alcohol, all this stuff. The hardest thing I've ever had to try to do, which I still mess up in, is say, not my needs, your needs. Right. And if we're going to live that way, as we're supposed to, I have to be able to say, okay, if I, I know Brandon, I'm just making this up, but just as an example, I know Brandon struggles with uh, bad jokes. Let's just say you've confided in me. And you're like, hey, bro, I really tell the worst jokes. I don't want to do that. I know it's bad, right? Now, if I have the greatest joke and it's the funniest joke, I have to decide, am I going to tell Brandon this joke and possibly give him a temptation to act in his flesh? Am I going to literally cause my brother to stumble? Right, right. No, <laughs> literally. It, it, I mean, even in the in the silliest form, yes. Yeah. Um, and Jesus even says, if any of you cause one of these children yes, to stumble, which is something I'll be talking about tonight. That's not, I didn't mean for that segue to happen. <laughs> I did not. I, I did nah, not that's funny. But, um, the thing is, it's, it is, it is our flesh that's malfunctioning. Right. But when we're operating in the flesh, now we can cause our brother or our sister to stumble. Correct. And then their flesh is now affected, which could cause them to act in a way against someone else's flesh. It's a domino. It's a, yeah, I was going to call it a ripple effect. Yes, but it's yeah. a ripple. And um, it, if we're going to be self-sacrificing, which we have to be, we have to be, then one of the biggest things we can do as love for our brothers and sisters is to not give them a reason to act in their flesh. Right. What greater love is that? Amen. For me to be like, oh man, I've got the best joke to tell. And I'm like, oh, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that because if I do actually, that again, even, you know, even for a more, uh, a real world example please, would be, the, I couldn't come up with would be better. the gossip example. Yeah. So you have a brother that comes to you and goes, oh, you know what? Blah, blah, blah did. Look, bro, I, I understand you want to talk about it. I'm not going to participate in that. It's, yeah. it's, you know, it's unbiblical for us to talk about this person behind their back and gossip about them. I'm not going to talk about it. You've instantly shut their flesh down, your flesh. You're not operating in your flesh. Now they may go to someone else, but if, but if they're a brother in Christ and they hear you say that's yeah. unbiblical, that may straighten them up. And they're like, Oh, you know what? I, I don't want to, I don't want to do this anymore. This is the topic tonight, bro. Right. <laughs> we are not, I mean, you know, whatever. I feel like maybe the Holy Spirit's moving. Maybe a in, little bit. In a way. Right, right. Uh, just guiding our thoughts well, and our conversation. So I was going to mention this. It's funny how cyclical, and I think I said this in the last episode, how cyclical the Bible is and how like everything points to everything. Yes. 100%. Because as I was studying this, I was like, oh, wait, this would have been good last week. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I know. The like, tears, oh, the the, like this, I, I'm going through scripture and I'm like, mm -hmm. wait a minute. We could have talked. This could have been last week too. <laughs> 
Okay, bro. So, so episode three. If it's okay, let's roll, dude. Let's do it. That's kind of the disclaimers I wanted to get out of the way. Yeah, we. Um, and this might be a little shorter of an episode because, to be honest, I've already studied this before. Um, not in this detail. Like I learned a lot. I really did. All these different things I had questions about all tied back to this topic, and I wasn't aware of that. Um, so tonight, interesting. I'm excited to hear yeah, your viewpoint. Yeah, and uh, without further ado, tonight's topic is um, the very popular phrase in Matthew 18, where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst. Right? May I interview you for a second? May go I just right. pick your brain? Sure. Go okay. ahead. Kind of pre, kind of pre-post, kind of sure, kind of stuff like that. Now, are you going to be asking me such as like what I thought before study? I can leave that alone. Okay. But I'd like to. No, no I don't. Are you okay with no, that? I'm completely fine I, with I have that. A That's a couple questions. Yeah. Okay. Let's... Number one, I'd like to know um, how long have you been in church attendance? About four and a half, five years, okay. something like that. Yeah. Okay. So let's say five years. How many times have you heard this phrase used? Oh, handful, maybe a dozen. Okay. I don't know. Okay. In different capacities, not not just at church. Okay. But you know, like small groups well, whatever. or Any whatever. Christian yeah, yeah. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, numerous times. Numerous, for sure. Right? Numerous times. It's popular. You would oh, say. very, very right. popular. Now I grew up in small churches. You've been in big churches pretty much. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I grew up in small churches. And this was man. Every week. Every prayer meeting. Hey, bro. The, okay, well, we'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get to that in a second. We'll get to that in a second. Um, okay, so that's that was my first question. So you've heard it a lot. I've heard it hundreds of times. Hundreds of times. Um, the next question is, what did you think it meant before today? Uh, before studying, yes, I thought it meant exactly the context that it's used in most of the time. Okay. That Cuz I have a couple that I've heard it used. Okay, that's interesting yeah. cuz I've I thought it was typically like, oh, even though, you know, there's only a few of us, Jesus is here. Yep, I've heard that a lot. Um or uh we're in in prayer with other people, you know, Lord, when you your word says yeah. when two or three are gathered, you're here with us. Yep. Uh, which is funny because until this study, I never realized how that negated other scripture. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Go on. <laughs> don't, don't get into your content. I know. I know. Don't get into your content yet. I know. But uh, pretty much those two scenarios, you know, yes. typically when someone is, if more than one people, more than one person, I can't even talk. Yeah. Uh, more than one person is praying over you. You'll hear that. Or when there's a small gathering of people and, and they'll agree. say. I, I feel that's the couple contexts I've heard in. Growing up in a small church, right? Um, well, the Bible says we only need a few. And we've got six. Me, Miss Ethel, you know, John Boy. And, <laughs> and because there's three of us at least, it, it was almost like a qualification for right. for Jesus to be loving. For, <laughs> for Jesus to hear our prayers. Right, yes. Or the other way that I've heard it is it supercharges the thing that's going on. Oh, really? Um, hold on. <coughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> Cut that out. <coughs> All right. So I've also heard it as not only small gathering, we can do big things with small gatherings, which I think is true. I'm not saying anyway, we'll get to that. Um, 
But the other thing I've heard it is like, it's almost like your personal prayer time isn't quite as powerful. But if you can get two or three, then it's just, boom, it's supercharged, bro. It's like, uh, okay, now we're cooking. It's almost like <laughs> cooking with, I don't know, avocado oil by yourself. It's like, okay. But over here, it's like Crisco, bro. Like, <laughs> I mean, that's when you make the good fried chicken, right. like Crisco. But um, I have, I have, uh, I won't say anything else. I would like to know, do you just want, want to kind of dig in on what you found and what you think now and kind of just chat about it? Sure. Okay. And then we can get to your stuff. And we have more scripture tonight. I feel bad because we're the scripture bros and I was in Ephesians 6 a lot last week and you know, you were in scripture too, but um, I would really like people to know what we're reading right. and where in the context, because that's, that's what we're trying to do is, is show you where to go get it, right? where we found it, you know? All right. So the, the first thing I would actually like to read this entire section of scripture, Amen. Um, starting in Matthew 15, if your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between 18, you. Sorry, Matthew 18, oh, 15. Yes. Okay. I'm sorry. Matthew 18, 15. I'm with you, sorry. If your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he listens to you, you have gained your brother. But if he does not listen, take one or two others along with you. Note one or two others along with you that every charge may be established by the evidence of two or three witnesses. If he refuses to listen to them, tell it to the other. Excuse me, tell it to the church. And if he refuses to listen even to the church, let him be to you as a Gentile and a tax collector. Bye bye. <laughs> Truly, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in the in heaven and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Again, I say to you, if two of you agree on earth about anything they ask, it will be done for them by my father in heaven for where two or three are gathered in my name. There am I among them. Uh, I believe this was the ESV. Um, yeah. Mike drop Jesus. And this is all said by Jesus, by the way, this is red letters yep. in your Bible. If you have a Bible that has Which red letters. Where, Why doesn't mine have red letters? I don't know. Mine doesn't on, either. MacArthur. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he has a reason. So, during my study of that entire section of scripture, I find it very interesting how a lot of teachers will take this one verse out of an entire section and use it for whatever purpose they want to. I find that that happens way too often in sermons, actually. Verse 20? Yes. Also bind and loose, right? How many times have you heard that? I've heard that a ton too. And that's all, and it's all, it's tied all in tied into, into yeah. this. Right. We're probably going to have to talk about that too. Right. I studied it a little bit. Right. I, so, I, anyway. Yeah, I agree. But to, to negate the rest of the scripture before that and only use t verse 20, it's kind of like you're, you're using scripture for what you want, not what Jesus wanted it to say. Right. Like, do you, do you agree or do you disagree? Well, Yes, because when I in my study out of context, yes, this verse says when two or three are gathered, I'm there. Correct. But if we're indwelled with the Holy Spirit, which is the third Godhead. Correct. Isn't he with me always? Correct. So why do I need two or three? Right. I, I don't. 
He's why, there. He's there with me. Why do you think? Now, now, be as gracious as you can. Why do you think someone might do that? Might use this one verse and make it dance. Like uh, what's, uh, what an, benefits come from that? You know, an emotional response. Okay. Cre- I, I think, I think in this, it creates a sense of, um, well, you know, there's not a lot of people here, but we, we, like you were saying, we can do great things. Yeah. Well, the Lord created everything around us. I think he can do great things by himself. Yeah. Which means if I have the Holy Spirit living inside of me, uh, more than likely I can accomplish great things with the Holy Spirit guiding sure. me without two or three. Uh, but in my study, what Jesus is actually saying here is um, it it is a tie-in to the Old Testament in Deuteronomy 19.15, where Moses says... Uh, a single witness shall not suffice against a person for any crime or any wrong in connection with any offense that he has committed only on the evidence of two witnesses or three witnesses shall a charge be established charge established right two, right three. exactly jesus is tying it yes to like what he always does. to what god said yes. in the old testament was the way to accuse someone else of a wrongdoing correct i e sin yes and he's saying, go to the church, go to that person one-on-one, and if they're not corrected, take it to the church and bring witnesses who are in agreement with you. And it, it is literally where our, com- our, our law system today came from of having a jury. Oh, really? I, I did not study this, but I have a feeling because okay. uh, we are, you know, if you think about it, a jury is 12 people of your peers. You can't be convicted Without a jury, it has to be majority, which is exactly what Jesus is saying here. Yeah. And I, I thought that was pretty interesting just to think about. Now, yeah, yeah. we we could study that yeah. and, and dig into that. Yeah. I don't know. But being that our nation was somewhat formed on Christian values, yeah, um, it's pretty interesting that this was mentioned twice in the Bible, sent down from God. <laughs> Which, side note, I recently saw something, this is kind of off tangent, but uh, I saw someone mention that any society that doesn't have a religious moral code typically fails, <laughs> which was pretty like, funny. Like something like the uh, America? <laughs> <laughs> Failing. <clears throat> anyway. Anyway. It's funny you mentioned Galatians. I had some Galatians in here today, Go too. Go for it. Uh, I did not pick up on that. So You got a cross-reference there? I do. Uh, in Galatians 6.1, the, mm. the title of that section is Bear One Another's Burdens. Yeah. Brothers, if anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Keep yes. watch on yourself, lest you too be tempted. Then further down in 6... Uh, let the one who has taught the word share all good things with the one who teaches. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked for whatever one sows that will also, he will, will he also reap for the one who sows in his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption. But the one who sows to the spirit will from the spirit reap eternal life. And let us not grow weary of doing good for in due season, we will reap if we do not give up. So then as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone. And especially to those who are of the household of faith. The tie in for me was that 
since Jesus is speaking about other believers in the church, then we should try to do everything to help them in their sin amongst us as a group if they won't listen to us one-on-one. Right. And this was the tie-in to last week's as well, which is interesting because I did not see that coming at all. Me neither. I hadn't, I did not at all see that coming and was like, Oh, Whoa. Hmm. So what Jesus is saying here is that to help. And he also, when he talks about them being a Gentile or a tax collector, he's saying like, if they won't listen to the church, let them go. Yeah. They're probably not Christian. Bingo. (laughs) They, they don't have the spirit dwelling inside of them Honestly. because they don't see their own sins. Because don't you think that we should... Now, I'm not saying this is easy. I'm saying this is... You want to talk about flesh and spirit going to war. You have someone come and tell you that you're doing something wrong. Insert pride. <laughs> which Which is not... You know, no one's exempt from that, right? I mean, you kidding me? Oh, I would I, be I hot. Yeah, I would be like, excuse me? Yeah. (laughs) So that's why in Galatians, with gentleness, with compassion, you know what I mean? So how how do you think – so first of all, I agree with you. I found the same conclusion. Not only that, Mike Winger found the same conclusion. Not only that, (laughs) Alan Parr found – Right. Like it's not that we're just, oh, look what I found. No, this is widely known if you go looking. Correct. If you're willing to sit down and read the whole chapter, you'll find out. Right. And it's it's not that hard. But if you want just one verse to help support your message, go ahead. It's there. That verse will do wonders for you. It'll it'll inspire your crowd. It will, hey, we need two or three more. And it'll these little small groups will form with two or three people. And you know what I mean? Like my question to you is do you think there is really anything wrong? Now, this is not a salvation issue, right? Correct. I don't believe this is. You will commonly hear me refer to as a spine or a rib issue. Okay. Spine issue being a salvation issue, rib being, when we get to heaven, we'll find out for sure. Okay. I feel this is a rib issue. It's not a huge overstep of a pastor to say, hey, look, we should have more people, even though we only have a few. Jesus is still here. I I don't think it's affecting your salvation at all. Okay. I agree that... If someone However, uses this out of context, it's not possibly going to send them to hell. Correct. But what could it negatively impact? I was just getting ready to say, now, if you don't teach this properly and you have someone who is blatantly sinning in yeah. the congregation and then their flesh starts to lead other people to sin. Yes. And that domino effect happens. Yes. Now you have a bunch of people sinning, maybe not even realizing it because they're not studied enough. They're looking at the pastor going, hey, you're teaching, you know, you're supposed to be teaching us, even though the Bible says test all things. A lot of congregants look at the pastor and say, you're the great teacher. Teach me how to be a good Christian. And then if this is taught incorrectly, then they're going to be sinning, not even realizing it. And no one's going to address it. And that's really what Jesus is saying here is because his whole uh, where they're <laughs> whoever's gathered, gathered in my name, there I am with them. Yeah. It's proving his deity, his omnipresence. How? Because he's everywhere. 
So you take this to mean I'm literally among them. Yes. So then I would think that might support a pastor well, using that. I don't think so that's true, in my opinion. It's from what I studied yeah. is that it was his, it was evidence of his affirmation of his omnipresence and therefore of his deity. The actual notes that I have is, um, there I am among them. Jesus affirms that he will be divinely present among his disciples as they seek in unity and rendering decisions, which is rightly understood also as an affirmation of his omnipresence and therefore of deity. Okay. I understand that. I'd like to offer a, a different I'm, point I'm, of view. I'm completely open to it. And thank God this isn't salvation related. So right. <laughs> you know, we can, we can bend a little bit right. on certain things. Um, now, I, I'm not ready to like, I'm not saying I'm going to start going with, with this, what I've studied. But on this particular thing that we're talking about, there I am among them, verse 20. Uh, your studies led you to a place where, you know, if there's church discipline, which is what this is. Correct. Another thing that's that's crazy, this does not say take it to your pastor. No. It says the church. Right. Almost as in we're a brotherhood. Like right. we're gonna figure this out. Like yep. we need we need you to stop sinning, bro. You're like you're going the wrong way. We need to bring you back in the fold. It's like a very loving way to rebuke someone. Not from doing what they want, but doing what's going to kill them. Right. You feel me? Lead to death. Yeah. Like we, I, uh, I think a lot of people get offended because maybe that's not the angle that people come at it as. Like if I came to you and said, Brandon, bro, listen, man, um, if you don't stop gossiping, let's just take that. Not that you're a gossip, but if you don't stop gossiping. You're going to cause a division in this church and it's going to split the body and the body will be weakened and the community will be weakened and the devil will win. Please stop, bro. I'm begging you. Please stop. That is a rebuke. Right. But that's a compassionate. That's a, hey, big picture. Right. Yeah. yeah. Not you, bro. I love you. But this is a foothold that the enemy can really use uh, as a detrimental thing. You think that's kind of the way it should be handled? 100%. 100%. Yeah. yeah. But right now, a lot of people, it's like, I don't like the way you do that. Quit. And that person automatically is like, yo, bro, say something to me, dog. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, we'll like, go out in the parking lot. Yeah, <laughs> um, but I think this is so wonderful because a group of brothers changes the dynamics. Right. If you and three of my friends come, and almost like an intervention. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You but it has to, to be. But yeah. it has to be. That gets my attention. Like, yo, y'all all took the night off to come. Okay. You got my attention. You know what I mean? Um, but if I just go and sit in one particular person's office, let's just say, I'm going to kind of have a mindset of, oh, you don't like the way I do it. So bump, whatever. But man, there Jesus is right about everything. Well, yeah, of course. Right? <laughs> I mean, but there's a reason why one-on-one don't work. Right. It doesn't work. You say this, I say that. It doesn't work. Um, so the thing that I differ on slightly. So I did, there was one other thing about this that I remembered. Um, yeah. The whole thing is 
when he's saying um, among you or with you, he's saying in agreeance with you. Yes. That okay. you've, you've followed the rules I've set out for you. Yes. And I agree with your decision. Yes. There we go. That's, I was, I did not write that down, but yeah. I did get to that point. Yes. yes that and that, is, that you have followed the rules I've set out for this situation in yes. church discipline. And I agree with your decision as long as you followed the yeah. design that I gave you. Right. M much like most of our lives, like if you follow the design I gave you, yeah. I will agree with you. That's exactly. Saith, saith Jesus. That's, that's, that's the only thing I was going to say different right. was, yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's necessarily a in your presence kind of thing. Once, Correct. Once you check this mark, I'm there because that would kind of fuel the hysteria of right. yeah, small yeah. group stuff. Yeah, yeah. But from what I found is exactly what you just said. It's like, it's Thank almost you. like he puts a stamp of approval. Agreed. Yes. Right? Yes. Like, okay, three of you guys who love the Lord and want to do right are finding this person guilty. Okay. Um, I'm with you. Right. I'm with you. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. But one-on-one -on -one, Jesus shows no partiality, right? Um, you're convicted of your own sins in a way, but man, if you got two or three brothers who just want the right thing, and um, that person and, will not listen and they shun all of your advice and wisdom and loving rebuke. Hey, man, you got to go. I love you. When you change your mind, come back. Right. But right now it's toxic. Right. For you to totally disregard everything biblical we're trying to offer you. Right. Right. So no. I, I'm glad that you came to that conclusion. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Without me uh, having to... <laughs> Tell you that I differed with you because I don't want to. <laughs> I really don't want to. Um, okay, what else you got? That is uh, where is I'm at. A, I'm at a stopping point there. Yeah, okay. that, I did not get much deeper than that because I was like, okay, this is a done deal. Like, you followed the rules. Jesus says we're good. Yeah. I'm good. But well, I think I, you have some more. I do. I do have a little bit more. Uh, but it's nothing crazy. It's just like a little branch here, branch here, kind of off of this. Topic. So what I would like to do is read all of chapter 18. And it, I think it's going to blow your mind because the whole chapter is about this. Uh, right. I did read the entire yeah, chapter and study. Right. Correct. It, it's all this whole chapter is about sin and the danger of sin. And uh, can I just read it? Go ahead. Okay. ESV. Here we go. Chapter 18. At that time, the disciples came to Jesus saying, who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And calling to him a child, he put him in the midst of them and said, Truly, I say to you, unless you turn and become like children. Let me, I'll come back to that in just a second. There's a couple things within this chapter that are very widely misused. I found a couple. Not I just, can, no, I completely not, agree with okay. you. So become like children. You will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Whoever humbles himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Whoever receives one such child in my name receives me. But whoever causes one of these little ones, not a child, someone who's made themselves like a child, a, a Christian, a new Christian, right? Someone comes to the faith and we let our flesh help them live in their flesh. Jesus says, it would be better if you had a millstone fastened around your neck and be drowned in the depth of the sea. How do we start this episode? And it's it all ties together. I, the whole Bible ties together. Right. Dude, this is so important. Because number one, a lot of people use this 
little bit of that I just read as proof for children's salvation. <laughs> you ready to get canceled? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to ruffle some feathers here. <laughs> you ready to get canceled? Um, I'm not saying that's not possible. Right. But I'm saying this isn't the scripture to support that. Correct. This is not contextually the scripture to say a five-year-old child can understand sin, sin nature, the blood, resurrection, eternal life. If a five-year-old gets all that and their life is changed because of it, bro, let's go to heaven and dance. Amen. Amen. Praise right, God. Right. Hallelujah. I've never met a five-year-old that understands that. Okay. I'm not saying it's not possible. Right. But this right here, what I just read, let a little children come to me. That is not the scripture that says children can be saved. That's the scripture that says you, my friend, have to get rid of all of you and become new. You have to become this little tiny that says dad. Galatians 2.20. Right. You are everything. I'm nothing. Um, I come to you for everything. It's like a needy child. Right. I rely on you for everything. I'm so humble that I know I'm nothing. And that you are everything. And Jesus says, that's what I'm talking about. Right. That's what I'm talking about. So not that children can't be saved. I'm not saying that. I don't know. My daughter's 10. I don't know. There's a chance, bro. She loves Jesus, dude. Yeah. Oh man, we do Bible studies together and she's all up in the word and, and she's doing Bible. She's leading devotions at her school as a 10 year old. Maybe, maybe, but, um, this is not the text for that. Correct. Okay. That's what I'm saying. There's Old Testament scripture that says God let men in the army of 18 years old. He told them to leave because they weren't old enough to have the consequences of those decisions before going to battle. I remember that. I, I, I don't know the exact scripture. Right. Um, that's the that's the topic of age of accountability. Right. And... People are all over the place on that. And if we say 18, that means every teenager in our youth group is not saved. Your daughter? I, but she's not accountable either. If God is just, he wouldn't judge her if she's not accountable. Well, that's true. I mean, you have people with Down syndrome and stuff like that. They're not accountable. Right. right? They're not accountable. They can't make that decision. Right. Um, but I believe there are people who are younger than that who get it. I, I agree with you. They get it, bro. And they, they give their whole life to Jesus Christ. So I don't know the age. I, mean, I, I agree with you. But I don't either. But my point was, let's not preach to people because Jesus said, come to me like a little child, that you can bring a child to someone for salvation. Correct. Catholics. Okay. Catholics. <laughs> Catholics. Um, and many more. Anyway, so moving on. Number seven. Jesus says, whoa, which if you know, that's that's... That's about it. The closest Jesus gets to like flaming someone. Whoa, bro. Woe to you. Woe to the world. Remember our last conversation, temptations? Woe to the world for temptations to sin. For it is necessary that temptations come. We could talk about that for a while. We could. Why is that necessary? Reliance. Well, I mean, he did just talk about little children, right? Being like little children and maybe it tests your faith. Maybe it, it sees who's wheat and who's tares. Maybe. Who knows? I mean, I think I know, but we can do it some other time. That's not the point for today. Right. For uh, verse seven, continuing, but woe to the one. So Jesus says, woe to the world. And then he says, woe to the one by whom the temptations come. So there's two parts of my three person 
my three dynamic anti-Christ kind of thing is right there. I did not, I did not use this last week. No, you did not. But now that we've talked about it, I'm seeing it everywhere. Everywhere, right? Yeah. Everywhere. And that makes me feel good, bro, because I don't want to be, I don't want to be off, man. No, same here. I want to be rightly dividing. So when I see confirmational things like that, it makes me so happy. Anyway, and if you were hand, I had uh, a buddy reading this passage. Uh, He was like, now that's not literal, is it? And we can stop there for a second, but here's the passage, verse eight. And if your hand or your foot causes you to sin, cut that thing off, bro. Cut it off. Throw it away. <laughs> it is better for you to enter life crippled or lame. That's interesting. Jesus says some people may enter life crippled or lame. And he would welcome a crippled man and a lame man to heaven. He would welcome them. But yet we have people saying that's not Christian to be crippled or lame. Read the Bible, bro. Is that whispering enough? Read the Bible. Anyway, and if your hand cut it off, it is better for you to enter life crippled than with two hands or two feet to be thrown into the eternal fire. And if your eye causes you to sin, rip that thing out and throw it away. It is better for you to enter life with one eye than with two eyes to be thrown into the hell of fire. Okay, so sin causes problems. It's kind of the theme. Sin causes problems. Don't cause someone to sin. The world tempts you to sin. Sin is bad. It's better to cut stuff off than to sin. That's what Jesus is getting at. Verse 10. See that you do not despise one of these little ones. For I tell you that in heaven, their angels always see the face of my father who is in heaven. Real quick. That verse puzzled me. Um, A little one, their angels always see the face of my father who is in heaven. And I was automatically thinking every person has an angel. I've heard people say that. Right. I've heard, oh, you have a guardian agent. Yeah. Yeah. You have a guardian angel that follows you around. Yeah. I don't, I don't know, but so I cracked that one open just a little bit and I relied on some other resources. And I believe what that is saying is there's other parts in the scripture where it says the angels, they stare at God's face all the time and yes, waiting for, for him to tell them what to do. And it almost seems that um, if we take a Christian and we cause them to stumble, the angels are like, yeah, "You want me to? What do you? You want me to go do something? You know what I mean? Like it's almost like they're they're ready to take um, action. Does that make sense? Right. So I don't know if that is a personal angel or if that's angels just protecting God's children. I don't know, but that I thought that was interesting. So Jesus says in verse 12, what do you think? If a man has a hundred sheep and one of them has gone astray, does he not leave the 99 on the mountains and go in search of the one that went astray? And if he finds it, truly I say to you, he rejoices over it more than over the 99 that never went astray. So it is not the will of my father who is in heaven that one of these little ones should perish enter our topic and if someone sins let's go get them do you see right do you see how mm-hmm. all of 18 is about keeping the flock together right holding our brothers accountable so that they don't get lost so that we can keep them in the fold and and not let them stray and lovingly rebuke their sinful actions it's not mean it's love right but if you don't read the whole chapter, 
you might be able to get away with a couple of things here and there that you want it to say, but there's no doubt in my mind after reading all of these, all of these uh, commands from Jesus about what sin is and what sin does and how sin takes his children away and how he doesn't want that to happen. It does not surprise me that he gives us the remedy. Church discipline. Amen. Feel me? 100%. Are we not on? Yeah, yeah. Is that spot on, dude? Right. Church discipline, bro. It's not about powerful prayer meetings. Um, now that got me thinking, is there power in numbers? I think maybe that's something we should look at. There might be. there. I mean, you see in the book of Esther, the whole nation fasted and prayed. And um, there's multiple times where groups of people prayed. And corporate prayer is very important. Um, so that's another time, right? But um, I thought that was awesome. And then before we go, do you mind if we chat about binding and loosing? No, go ahead. Okay. I did not dig into this, so okay. I'm not prepared that's okay. at all. But ask you questions, did. <laughs> yeah, ask questions and listen and tell me what you think. Uh, because like I said, we have the two or three are gathered. We also have... I say to you, if two of you agree on earth about anything they ask, that scripture is used out of context all the time. You have all of these prosperity people that use that and say, anything, if we agree that we're going to get a million dollars by next Friday because we're together and we're agreeing, right? But in the context, it's about guiltiness and Correct. unguiltiness. And I also have found binding and loosing to be the same exact thing. And I would like to, I would like to uh, support my claim on that. Okay. Okay. Because I go to churches a lot, and you, especially in the charismatic world, where where I seem to to live, and um, not only just the church I attend, but churches I speak at, usually charismatic. A lot of Baptist people haven't really reached out to me. <laughs> I, I don't know why. Like I just pre- anyway. <clears throat> Excuse me. I don't get up there and speaking tongues on the microphone, but anyway, this is so common in our, you know, a uh, full gospel evangelical to say, bind the devil up, bind that spirit up. Right. Have you heard that a lot? I've heard that. I've heard it hundreds of times. Right. Bind it up. Devil. Sermons I've you. listened to on yes. YouTube. Devil, sermons I've listened to on the radio. Yes. Right now. In person. Yes. And I'm in the back and I'm always thinking, Okay, well, someone keeps loosing him because <laughs> he's still doing stuff. But if you're binding him, why do you unbind? Like, just keep him bound up. I was always like, how do you bind the devil? Are there more than one devils? Are you binding one and there's a million other ones? Like, how is it possible that you're binding up the devil, but yet he's still causing havoc, havoc right. in the world? Havoc. If you bind up the devil, the news should look different tomorrow. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, right. Yeah, no yeah. more devil. All right. right. Yeah. Cool. Things look better. But I have an issue with that. And the issue is because I don't think you can. I don't think that's what this talks about. So mm-hmm. first of all. Well, no, because even even to what God said, he said, you are the prince of the world. Yeah. You own, you do whatever you want on the world, basically. Yeah. That is your Jesus domain. Up. No. No. <laughs> Jesus rebuked him. Jesus yeah. rebuked him with scripture. Correct. Um, and so to that, to that point, uh, I don't know that we actually have control over him at all. 
Uh, we have control over our flesh. We do. And the choices we make with our flesh. Correct. And there are, I believe the Bible supports um, control over demons, telling them to go. Correct. I believe that's biblical. Yeah. Um, you know, but Jesus told the demons to come out of the man with legion. He had thousands of demons in him. And they said, please send us into something. Um, they begged him. Yes. Please send to us send- into something. Because if you don't, we'll just wander in this desert land. We'll wander, wander, wander. Well, why didn't he just bind them up? I don't know if it's... I think when they come out, they go somewhere. I think until Christ comes back and sends Satan and his army into the pit, they're roaming. Right. I think that we can tell one to come out of an individual, but they go somewhere else. They don't right. like get pulverized. Right. Right. They don't, it's not okay. Ghostbusters. They just get Correct. sucked into the ecto machine and disappear. <laughs> Correct. But this scripture is used in that way. Agreed. And it's completely out of context. So I've got three I think scriptures. This is like a bind and loose is you're bound because you have sinned. You're, you're guilty of sin. Yes. You, you disagree with changing your, ways yes so we bind you up and we're casting you out of the body yes of christ yes not out of the physical body but out of the body of christ once you've changed your mind we loosen that and you're accepted back into the body of christ so without even studying that's very close that's very close actually (laughs) i think the binding part is spot on um i'm gonna i'm gonna go to three different verses and then that's pretty much all i got for tonight but it's powerful so um, let's, we've got 18 say to you, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. That sounds fantastic. Let's do it. Problem is it's in the same context of sin, church discipline, right? church discipline and sin. Yes. So when you go and research that a little bit more and I'll, I'll show you a couple things to prove my point. Um, two or three witnesses can bind you to your guilt. Sure. That makes sense. They yeah. Bind you yeah. To your guilt. We 100% agree, completely agree with you. So does Jesus. You're guilty. You are bound to that guilt. Now, we also, as two or three witnesses, can say, Johnny, you accuse Brandon of this. We don't find him guilty of this. We lose him of his guilt. Okay. Sure. Biblically, in line, contextually, that's what this is saying. Let's just, just to make sure. Let's go look at a couple different. There, there has to be other verses oh, yeah. that confirm there, this. There are, and they're wonderful <laughs> uh, because they they may be cloudy without this. So I'm going to Matthew 16, 19. Turn right to it. Okay, 16, 19. Jesus is talking to Peter, and Peter says, I, I want to talk about this at some point. Peter, you're the rock. Upon you, I build my church, right? This is that passage. And Jesus answered him, blessed are you. This is uh, Matthew 16, uh, 17, by the way. That's just where I'm starting. Well, let me start. Let me go 16, 16, because that's crucial. Simon Peter replied, actually, let me go 16, 14. I was going to say, I think 14 is where it starts <laughs> okay, at. let's go 14. And uh, they said, well, let's go 13. <laughs> <laughs> this is how you study, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you got to keep saying, is this prevalent? Yes, it is. Right, let's read it. Right, is right. this important? Yes, it is. Let's read it. 13 starts a new kind of uh, theme of thought. 
16, 13, Matthew. Now, when Jesus came into the district of Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do you say the son of man is? And they said, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah and others, Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He said to them, but who do you say that I am? And Simon Peter replied, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Revelation. Revelation. Instantaneously. In revelation. Jesus says, blessed are you, my son, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father who is in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter. And on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Now it is pointing back to something. we got to figure that part out. Some people say Peter. Some people say the, the church of the Christ. Some people say the church. There's a mix, There's mixed. There's mixed opinions out there about that. Hmm. Uh, 19. I will give you the keys of the kingdom and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Okay. So if we understand that the first context that it's used in, well, this is the first context it's used, but in Matthew 18, it's used in a church discipline context, guilt. Um, this seems to be a little bit of a different way of putting it, but the way that I was able to connect some dots throughout scripture, here's, here's what I think it means. Not on my opinion, but really, I, I, would, I would pretty much bet that this is what it means. Um, Peter um, confirmed through the Spirit the truth of the gospel. Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. I don't believe that, and we're, we're open to feedback, anybody who wants to say what's up. I don't believe Jesus was saying, I'm going to build my church on you, Peter. A lot of people think that. Peter, his name means Petros, which is a little rock. Um, and Jesus says, you are the rock. It's kind of a wordplay. I think Jesus is saying, my church will be built on people who say that. Um, my church will be built on people that say Jesus is the Christ, the son of the living God, the gospel message, right? Now, if that's true, and he gives Peter the keys of heaven, and basically the kings of uh, the keys of the kingdom of heaven is Peter is going to set the stage for the church. He's going to start developing the church, him and Paul, right? They go out and, and create the the way or or the new church body as believers of the gospel. And the way that it seems to me is that Jesus was saying, you're going to be the one to set all the rules. And because you are putting all of your faith in me as Christ and as the son of the living God, I'm going to be in agreement with whatever you think the church should do and should not do. So if you want to bind up uh, the church to practice sacraments every week, I'm with you. If you want to loose the church from the requirements of the Torah, I'm with you. I believe Jesus was confessing his uh, faith in Peter in a way. Like, right. Um, Jesus, who told you that? Right. You know, how do yeah. you, how do you know that? 
Right. Jesus hadn't like been gone. Like he remember his parables. They were all heavenly, heavenly, heavenly. And the disciples every time were like, I don't get it. Like, I don't quite understand what that means. And then Peter, can you imagine like being there and Peter just being like, you're the Messiah. I get it now. From the Torah, from the last 4,000 years or whatever. You're the Isaiah 53 promise. You're the Messiah. You're the son of Yahweh. Can you imagine Jesus is like, okay. I can work with I that. I can work. Yes. Ex- I, I was going to say the exact I mean? same thing. I can build work. Build my church. Build my church on that. Build my church on that. And I think if that's true, the binding and loosing is still the same meaning. You say yes or no. Like you you almost tie this up or you let it go. Right. You know, um, I don't think and it's demonic in nature. No. At all. And if you And it's one of those, if you agree with what Jesus has said then cool. He's okay with it. Yes. Either way. I have a, I have basically, if we were to replace bind and loose into a more easily understandable, I would use the words reject and approve. I, I could get behind that. Sure. Um, I reject your guilt, right? I approve your guilt. Um, Peter says, I reject um, circumcision. I approve, cir- whatever. That's the church was built on the gospel message. And since Peter understood it, he was the one. That's how I understand. I'm going to go to one more thing just to see if this will, I think it proves uh, my findings. And I, I doubt it's just me. I mean, I, I don't think I'm the only one to, <laughs> to come across this. The Bible's been, the Puritans studied this thing like until there's no water left in the rag. So if we go to John 20, Verse 23, we're going to see if we can tie one last knot in this rope here. Just made that analogy up. Not even sure it makes sense. Should we start at 19? Let's see. uh, Jesus appears to the disciples. Where am I at? It's that whole... John 20, 20... 19. 19 through 23. I don't know why that's not the verse. Maybe, maybe I will uh, skip this part if you want to clap that thing, just in case we got to cut it out, but. I will roll with it. Okay. It well, it was, does. Jesus and Peter, here we go. Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven. It's the blow on you. And he blew on them. John 20, 19 through 31. Oh, I'm in 21. That's why. I even had it marked, bro. I even <laughs> I even had it marked. Okay. Now we're cooking. Okay, so this is a this scripture right here, 23. Out of the avocado oil into the Crisco, bro. Yeah. 
<laughs> I was I even was so prepared and I was just looking at the wrong number. So twenty three is is a interesting verse out of context. Very interesting. As a matter of fact, the Catholics use this as their as as their way to use priest as their um, intercessors, right? Their go betweens. And here's what it says: If you for this is Jesus talking. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you withhold forgiveness from any, it is withheld. That sounds like something a priest does, right? Reading just that verse, would you kind of be like, hmm, maybe that's not too bad what they're doing. Mm -hmm. But that contradicts um, all pretty much of the New Testament as Jesus being our, right? right? Everything. <laughs> so out of context, this is kind of weird. However, it seems that this ties into 1619 and 1818 because of this way. This is my rendition of what I believe is true. If I forgive your sins, meaning... Not that I I expunge your sins from your account, but if I come together and say, um, you are not offensive to me, I uh, don't necessarily hold anything against you. If you want to come into brotherhood, you come in. I welcome you, right? However, if I find you guilty of sin, um, now we have an issue and you are cut off from the Christian community because of that. So this is a, another thing that's, you have to know the other verses that go with it to understand that I can't forgive your sins. Right. I can't even hold you accountable as a sinner. That's not anything I can do. But one thing I can do is treat you like a sinner. Right. And right? protect, or protect you, the body. Yes. Or treat you like you've been forgiven. And this is all church discipline stuff. It's like, if we have brothers and one of the sheep goes away, we go get them and we don't treat them like a sinner. We in love and in compassion, Galatians 6, 1, we correct and say, bro, um, we're over here eating in the pasture and you're up on the top of the mountains. What's going on? Right. So I loved this study because not only did I know what I already knew, but I learned a little bit about children, you know, that scripture. And I also learned a lot about binding and loosing. Right. And um, that just makes me sharper. Agreed. It just makes yeah, me yeah. sharper. And yeah, it's funny. I wore my Proverbs 27, 17 I, shirt. Yeah. <laughs> but that's all I had, man. That's all I got. So at the end of the day, what we've come to the conclusion of is where two or three are gathered doesn't necessarily have to do with prayer or Correct. church gatherings or Jesus being there. It's church discipline, right? It is church we're, we're discipline. 100%. Yes. Church discipline. And the ramifications of this not being a supercharged power scripture is, in my opinion, if someone hears this and they've been using this as an excuse to wait for people to pray, no excuse. No. Go to the Father. Right. Come boldly before his throne. Right. As Hebrew says, go to the Father. Go pray to him. You don't need three people. No, not at all. He's You're the only one he's thinking about. <laughs> he's right. A, he's able to think about 8 million things at one time and you're the only one. And you're the about. only one. Right. He wants to talk to you. Right. Don't call and start a prayer group. Like that's great. At, you know, whatever. 
but that's not yeah, necessary. If, if you're going to help other believers in their walk, sure. That's amazing. Yes. 100% go for it. Yeah. But don't wait around for your answer for prayer because right. you're waiting for two or three others. Correct. For Jesus to answer that prayer. Go to prayer. Go to prayer and don't quit. Right. Don't quit. Just pray. You know, we don't need um, two or three people for Jesus to hear us. No. <laughs> when you're his child, he can't not hear you. Right. You know, and that's so beautiful. This is freeing to me. Agreed. Because like sometimes. Well, it's funny, like uh, last week during the temptation study, I did some uh, studying about how, you know, I think we talked about this, how Satan and God are not equals. And God is omnipresent omniscient he can read our thoughts knows what's in our heart our heart um satan can't yeah so when i have thoughts that i'm like man i hope the enemy doesn't know about that well he doesn't no i haven't said it out loud yeah he can't he can't know about it yeah and like that alone just studying that was kind of like hmm that that kind of freed me a little bit you know like i don't have to have perfect thoughts to be i know you know, I would go so far as to say your thoughts aren't even your responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, one day we'll chat about that, but I came across that quite a bit of scripture will support that. Um, what you do with them is your responsibility. There's a there's a quote that I love and it says, you can't stop birds from flying, but you can stop them from landing on your head. And that to me is so beautiful because right. my thoughts go crazy sometimes, bro. Same here. And if I took credit for every one of my thoughts, I'd be where I was three years ago, popping clonopin, um, feeling like a piece of trash because my thoughts from all my flesh wounds, from all other people acting in their flesh, from all the stuff I've done, my thoughts are crazy. 100%. Sometimes. Oh yeah. I'm right, better, I'm right man. there with you. Yeah. They're getting better, you know? And uh, I just can't take credit for that stuff because... Um, Oh, one last thing. <laughs> this is about the topic. So Jesus says, when you even lust, when you look on a woman with lust, right. you've committed adultery. I, I'm going to be, I'm going to be honest with you today. Um, and it's going to tie back to my thoughts. Okay. And I know my wife's going to watch this and I think that she's going to be okay with it because she knows that we just want authenticity and a brotherhood. And, and women to to love this podcast. I my eye got caught by a girl's long legs today at the store, and I saw it, and then I looked away. Okay, and then I'm thinking, and I'm getting these thoughts. Look back, uh, how short are her shorts? Or look back, look back, right? And I'm thinking, okay, now if I look back, I'm going to come into this agreement with that thought. And I'm going to start thinking about what I would like to do to those long legs. Adultery. Adultery. You see? Right. That thought of look at those legs, that's not adultery. Adultery is what am I going to do with that? That's where you start to plan and you action oriented and stuff like that. If I took credit for every one of my thoughts, I would be condemned 24-7. And not only that, now I have to take credit for my good thoughts. How does mm, that lead? Right. What road does that lead down? Pride. Yes. No, no, bro. My actions, my actions. And um, I just wanted to bring that up because I thought it was a really good example that happened to me today. Yeah. And I thank God that I did not enter into this temptation like from last week for my flesh 
who's been with other girls and who's watched porn. And my mind wouldn't probably even think like that, bro, if I hadn't sinned so many times over the years. Right. I did. And those are the thoughts I battle. You fed that. Yep. Fed that uh, Audrey too from Little Shop of Horrors. That was the movie uh, last yeah. week that I mentioned with the plant that's like feed oh, me. Yeah, I remember yeah, the big one. Audrey too is the plant. Yeah. I looked it up because I was <laughs> I was like, man, what is the name of that? But but it's so it's so ironic how that film portrays what sin actually is, even yeah, though that's a secular film. Bigger, yeah. As as you feed that plant of sin, it just gets bigger and hungrier and bigger yeah. and hungrier. But there's a lot of people that are in a ton of bondage because they think they are their thoughts. Hmm. And, um, wow. If you're going to do that, you have to think you're, your good thoughts too. Right. And then God gets credit for only supernatural things. Or mm. maybe now you can start taking credit for you praying or you can start taking credit for the response of the crowd. Or do you see where this goes? One hundred percent. Do you see why people get like these power trips because they think their thoughts are great? Right. I mean, if they would just give praise to Jesus Christ and Him crucified, like we'd be a much better world. Oh, one hundred percent. But instead, we've got people beat up because they have bad thoughts. Newsflash: Me too. Yeah. <laughs> me too. <laughs> me too. Um, I ate a lot of bad food spiritually in my life. Right. And I've gotten a lot of bad records that play. But am I going to take one out and put it on the record player and play it out loud? No. I'm going to let that thing spin, bro. I'm going to ignore it. I don't care. Yeah, that girl's got long legs. So what? I'm, there's no way. I'm going to come into commitment with my flesh to have adultery with my over my wife, over some girl at the store? Nah, Satan. Ain't happening, bro. Right. Ain't happening flesh. Ain't happening tempting. No, ain't doing it. But until we understand that, We'll think our thoughts are us and we'll be condemned by the thoughts. And um, a lot of people will say, well, Romans 8.1 or 12.1 or whatever Paul says, take every thought captive. We, bro, I would love to dig into that because that's kind of where this stemmed from. We have jobs. That one's going to be like a 40 oh, hours. Man. We'll be like, study. puts out a one year video. But um, yeah, bro, I hope that I see that that meant something to you. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, for I sure. It does. I hope yeah. that. You are um, aware that your thoughts are not you. Not your good ones either. Yeah, <laughs> not yeah, your no. good ones either. You got to give praise to where it's due and some right. of it's trash and some of it's not. But it's not you, bro. You get credit kind of in the way I think about it for fighting your flesh and walking in the spirit. But even that's supernatural because we couldn't do that before we were saved. It's a crazy topic. It is crazy. It's a crazy topic, but... I loved it, man. I loved tonight. What yeah, it was think? good. I thought it was, this was one that when the thought came into my head, I was like, hmm, that's not even like a deep subject. Yeah. Like it is what it is. Yeah. And then when it showed up on your list for topics from the text, I was like, whoa, <laughs> there's got to be something here. Yeah. And then studying it, I was like, oh that my is. gosh, yeah. every single time I've heard this verse, yeah. it's out of context. Yeah. I guarantee you almost I would, um, like you said, Lord, yeah. correct me if I'm wrong. I almost guarantee a hundred percent of the time that I've heard this verse was taken out of, it was used out of context. The first time I heard this the right way was about six months ago when I was like, that seems weird because I, I look at things like, okay, God doesn't negate himself, right? right? God doesn't contradict himself. So if he's only there with two or three, then he's not there with one. 
Right. And then I was like, hold that doesn't make sense. When I told my wife the subject, that yeah. was the first thing she said was like, well, what about yeah. like when you pray by yourself? And, um, Brooks here. Yeah. And I was like, uh, that's a good point. I know. You know, like, oh, so wait a minute. Hold on like, a second. Okay. Let me figure this out. Right. And, um, and ever since then, anytime someone says it, I'm like, okay, they just yeah. don't study. They just don't study. Much, right. Yeah. Yeah. Eisegesis prevalent exegesis lacking. Right. Let's exegete. Uh, hopefully everyone knows by now what, what I mean by that. I was going to buy you a hat. Do you know who the honest youth pastor is? Mm-hmm. I follow him on AG. He has merch. Nice. And he has a hat like this that says exegesis over eisegesis. Nice. <laughs> I was going to see if maybe a coffee mug we could, we could drink out of or something like that. But that's funny. That's it for me, bro. You that's got it. any last comments? You got anything that you want to leave on? Mm-mm. You good? I would just like to say this isn't conclusive. There's more that could come from this. Right. Because I started to study the scripture about a three-stranded cord being tied together. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I was like, I wonder if that ties into this. It does not at all. (laughs) Um, There, you know, there's more, but um, I think this is enough to justify. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm not, I know you're not either. I'm not, I love corporate prayer. I think corporate prayer is amazing. I completely agree. I'm not saying don't gather together and pray. No, no, no. I'm not with each other in prayer. Right, right, right. I'm just saying that's not what this means. Correct. It's not what this particular scripture means. There is other scripture that supports corporate prayer and, you know, gatherings and. So don't flame. It's it's actually um, before we sign off. It's funny that you mentioned that because I was talking to somebody over the holiday about this episode. Yeah. And their initial response was, oh, yeah, that's what pastors use to get you in church. And I'm like, "Mm, I don't even know. Like, this person was very obvious. Like, they have church hurt. Yeah. You could tell just in their response. It was almost like. no church. Right. It was almost like an instant. Like, I felt bad. Yeah. Because I was like, oh. That's a good response, bro. Like, oh, man. Yeah. You've been been hurt by the church. Because the, the response was so. I almost venture to say anger filled mm, probably like, like, yeah, that's what they use to get. That's what pastors use to, to try to get you into church. It doesn't have a lot of people in it. And I was like, I'm going to, I, I said, I disagree. That's not really, but it's used out of context a lot. Yeah. But, uh, I said, it is biblical. There is scripture that backs up going to church and oh, being yes. in the body. We have to be. Connected. We have to be. Yeah. And I said, but that's not what this scripture is right. talking about. And that's I good. ended the conversation because I was like, mm, I'm not prepared yeah. to handle that in, in this setting. You know, one last thing that I, not only did I study scripturally, I, you know, and I didn't do any, I did a little Greek and Hebrew. I can't help it. Like I have to. I understand. I did, little, I, I did too. But I didn't do like a, like a full out, you know, lexicon. <laughs> but, um, Number one, because I, I'd already studied it before, but on the binding and loosing, I did a little bit, but I was listening to some preachers that I respected and some ones that I've never heard about just to get kind of differences of opinions. And, um, somebody said something in theirs that I thought was valuable. I don't know how true it is just as a disclaimer, but they said, this is how we interact with our own church body. We don't have the right to go to someone else's church and start correcting people there. That's their church's body's responsibility. And I was like, that makes sense. That makes sense to me. But then I'm thinking, but aren't we all one big church? 
There is that, that too. Yeah. Right. So yeah. it's just something. And, to I, think th- about. and yeah. I think there's something to that yeah, too is, too. um, well, I think just because he says witnesses, if you didn't see those people sin, you can't correct them. Hmm. You weren't a witness to it. I can see that. Yeah. I mean, but, you could, you could make assumptions, yeah. but I don't, I don't, I don't think God is about assumptions. <laughs> no, I don't think so. But anyway, bro, I loved it, man. I loved it too. This might've been my favorite one yet only because I think we, we did everything. We exhausted it. Right. We did temptations. I felt like we could have done for, we could do a five part, yeah, 10 like, part series on that. It bleeds. Everywhere. Oh yeah. Um, but I like this. This is good. Um, what do we have about an hour or so? Uh, probably close to okay. it. Sure. So yeah. th- I think that's, yeah. that's fine. We'll that's probably where we're going to end up at pretty out. much every time. Yeah. That's good. And we'll try to shoot for next Thursday. Like usual. Yep. Get back on schedule. Yep. We'll be back on hope schedule on Thursday. Had a happy holiday. Yep. And, um, I hope everyone loves Jesus and I hope that <laughs> you don't rely on us, anyone listening or anyone that starts to listen. Don't rely on us to study for you. Test but, all things. <laughs> and see how necessary it is for you to study for yourself. Right. 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 This isn't us like helping you believe things necessarily. This is us showing you like if you don't study, there's a lot you of things. You could be deceived. That, correct. Correct. So take your Bible the, with you. The enemy is Everywhere you go. the master of deception. Make notes and study it up. This is the most valuable thing you can do. Right. My wife is happier when I do this, not because she, she wants to get away from me, but, but because I'm a better man, I'm a better husband, right, I'm a better right. father. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, when you're walking in the spirit, you yes. are a better person as a whole. hundred percent. But anyway, man, appreciate you. And, uh, did you want to pray us out? Sure. Is that how yeah. you want to end it? Yeah, I can pray us out. Okay, cool, man. Let's do it. All right. Heavenly father. Thank you. Thank you for the wisdom in your words, Lord your scripture that just gives us the uh the answers to all the questions lord yes uh you guide us with your word it builds uh builds us up so that we can become closer to you lord know your character and just uh have that relationship with you that everyone everyone talks about having a relationship with jesus and that's you know your word is how you do that yeah. um thank you for guiding us through our study yes and actually giving us you know letting us find the truth and not just uh, think the truth is what we receive through other people's voices, Lord. Um, and uh, I'm just thankful for our families and the support we're receiving from our families so that we can share our studies with others, Lord. Just thank you for your salvation. Thank you, Lord. And, and your sacrifice, Lord. Yes, Father. Without that, all of this would be meaningless, Lord. Yes. Uh, we praise you, Lord. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen.